The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Hello and welcome to Exposure. You are listening to Season 13, and I'm your host, Tessa Kresh. We've all heard of TED Talks. Well, today we're here with TEDxMSU, a nonprofit student led organization at Michigan State University. TEDxMSU creates and cultivates a community of ideas worth spreading. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Yes. So um, I'm Sarah. I'm the curator of TEDxMSU. Uh, I'm Andrew Newman. I'm the lead speaking director of TEDxMSU. And I'm Jordan, and I'm the PR director. And what are your guys' majors and years here at MSU? So I'm a senior. I'm an international student from Brazil, and I'm a marketing major. I'm a junior marketing major. Senior journalism major. Nice. All right, so we've got a widespread, so I'm sure this uh, club already offers a community for people of all majors, yeah? Absolutely. We have people from all different backgrounds, all different majors. We just welcome everybody as long as you're passionate. That sounds awesome. Can we start off by explaining what TEDxMSU is and how it's related to what we all know, TED Talks? So um, TEDxX means independently organized event, but we are um, licensed through TED to run a TEDx event. And what we want to do is just bring that message of ideas we're spreading, which is the slogan of TED, to our campus. Our campus is full of amazing ideas, genius people, and we just want to make sure that we bring that word and bring those ideas out to our community, but the world as well. Um, Our videos are posted on TEDx YouTube, and that gets spread around to 33 million subscribers. So we do have a pretty big reach, and we're very, very proud of the people that we found so far and the ideas that we've been able to spread so far. Yeah, and I think the coolest thing is like, everyone see TED Talks on YouTube, but this is all like local professors, people from the Lansing area. And so like giving the professors the opportunity to give an actual TED Talk, it's it's pretty cool to see develop. And I also think that it's really awesome to have it accessible to students as well, because sometimes like those TED Talks, they happen in like California and stuff, but in, you, if you can have it on like a campus, that's awesome, so yeah. How did you guys personally get involved in this? So I started my freshman year's participation. Um, it was the first booth I saw because when you walked into the field, it was right up there, first booth. And I've always <laughs> been really passionate about TED Talks. I've always liked watching them. Um, and then when I found out that TED had a chapter here, I just was so excited. And I joined that freshman year and never left it. And it's been incredible up to this point. My sister, uh, she graduated in 2020. She went to she was on the TEDx team also, and nepotism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't know what to do. I was like sophomore transfer student, and so I was just walking around. Uh, I texted my sister. I think I saw them at participation also, and so I just threw out an application. Uh, got on the team. My sister actually interviewed Sarah too, and so that was super cool. And uh, I wanted to be on the marketing team, but they threw me on the speaker's team, so it was whatever. No, and now he's I'm, the director, so it yeah, worked out. Yeah, so it all worked out, but for, mostly for my sister. Yeah, and um, I joined last year as well as participation. I walked up, and at the time, I was interviewed by Lucinda Krieger, who was the marketing director. Um, again, the trajectory of getting to a PR director from that is crazy because we didn't even have a PR team. Um, so yeah, I just joined last year, and I was looking for uh, like opportunity to join something meaningful to me, and 
here it is. That's <laughs> awesome. Is everybody who's involved speakers? So what a lot of people think when we say they were in TEDx, a lot of people think that we do TED Talks. Um, but actually, if you're a part of TEDxMS2 as a member, you're just part of the organizing team. So we are making the magic happen behind the scenes. So we have five teams. Um, there's a speakers team who prepares the speakers, selects them, and gets them ready to be on stage. We have the marketing team doing all of our social media, our marketing. Then we have Jordan's team, PR, um, who does all the media. <laughs> yeah. um, we have the finance team and the logistics team who does venue and, um, yeah, all of the technicalities for the event. But none of us are the speakers. We just prepare and select the speakers. Um, and we have a new batch every single year. We usually have eight or nine speakers that we select. And the preparation for speakers doesn't start till like the spring semester. And so during the fall, it's all like, like my team's been trying to figure out what to do because um, the real work is put in during the spring. And so we helped out with other teams and like, it's mostly focused on like what we've done this year is create a culture for TEDx. And like, it's kind of like, I'm in different business fraternities and different clubs and that's kind of like a social group. And so I think that's what we've really focused on uh, this year for TEDx is like, making people hang out with each other and establishing like a TEDx culture, which has been really fun. To piggyback on that, like last year um, when I joined, we had a pretty small group. Um, I think it was like, how many of us? Like like 20. Yeah, like yeah. 20 of us. And we grew to 50 this year. And so like watching that from like last year to this year and just watching like how passionate this group of people, like how passionate they are. Um, it's really awesome to see that. So, yeah. So you guys are working up to an event. Um, the TEDx conference, right, yeah. on April 2nd. Is that what you're preparing for all year, or is there other events happening throughout? So as of right now, um, all we do is just focus on the conference from the beginning of the year. Actually, eBoard starts in the summer preparing for that conference. And it might, might sound like a lot, like you're spending an entire year just planning one event, but it is quite a bit. Um, the infrastructure that goes into an event like that is insane. The amount of rules that have to be followed to stick with the TED standards are pretty strict. So we got to make sure that we get to that level. But it comes out to be a fantastic event um, that is educational, social, and really, really worth attending. We work up for the conference, but there's a lot of other side events that like make it enjoyable. It's not strictly like business, 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 right. like making friends and everything. So yeah, there's a lot more stuff to it. It's quite a bit of work, but it's definitely worth it. It's so satisfying. I think one of the big differences between us and many other clubs at this university is um, most clubs you just show up, you do a meeting, you have fun. Okay, bye. Thank you, guys. See you next week. We're actually producing something. It's, it is volunteer work for real. We are producing right. work. We are putting in hours. We're doing work outside of those meetings. But it's extremely satisfying because at the end of the day, we deliver a huge event that we created from scratch. Yeah, and like watching the conference come to fruition, like last year, like being able to sit down and like see it, you know, like, yeah, this was, you know, nine-ish months of work. And then finally being able to see all of it, you know, come together because... I think when you, like, consider, yeah, this is nine months of work, sometimes it can look really choppy, but then when you put it together, it's, like, this beautiful thing. So, yeah, it's really awesome. And how would you describe a week in the club? Uh, I think it depends on <laughs> what position you're in. Yeah. Whatever position you're in, you have your own set of responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You have something you're responsible for. Everybody on the team has a duty list that they have to take care of and they're responsible for that section. So if you're a part of our team, you're definitely empowered to take care of some responsibility. You're not just wandering around. So 
each of us have a lot of responsibility on our backs. Um, for whoever's in eboard, we meet twice a week. And it's just, at least for me, um, being a curator, it's just meeting with every single one of the teams and making sure that everybody's on track. And them as well as directors, they have to meet with their teams and they have to meet with eboard and they have to meet with me. So There's always something to do involving TEDx. And for speakers team, it's a little different because... We meet every Sunday with the speakers and do rehearsal. And last week we had we had an in-person rehearsal where they rehearsed like the mic and the whole presentation, the whole conference run through kind of. And so speakers team, it's a little bit different because we do Sundays and not not Thursdays. But um, yeah, it, it always feels like there's something involved in TEDx to do. I guess. It's almost like a company in a way. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we run like an organization that has like different departments and we all cross collaborate a lot. And the frequency that we meet and the work that we do, it really does feel like we're a company almost yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it, does. yeah it must really feel like it pays off at the event yeah that post-conference feel is <laughs> it's different it's it's pretty cool that's yeah. amazing i'm sure like seeing all your work come into play is super magical and a powerful moment i'm curious about who's able to come to this event is it mostly students or any member of the community anybody so the front the event is free for all um anybody can come we actually encourage the community to come we the goal for our conference is to really bring together all the different parts of the East Lansing community. So students usually go to student events, faculty, we don't really see them out and about as much. Um, the community does, has separate events they attend, but what we want to do with our conference is to really bring together all these different parts of our community, um, especially because we have both students and faculty on stage. So um, it is really our goal to, to just bring everybody together. Yeah, and that, I think that was a huge goal this year. Like, opposed to last year, we kind of focused on getting students. But this year, we, like, really wanted the East Lansing community as a whole to come out and, like, show up. Um, because it's an amazing event for everybody. It's not just, you know, there, there's an educational aspect for everybody to gain from. So, yeah. And we don't even have an age limit, so kids can yeah. come as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would definitely <laughs> say, like, we focus on getting very diverse and interesting topics. Like, every single TED Talk is, but, like, especially focusing on it with local speakers and there's a lot of professors, which is kind of cool because, I mean, if I was a student, it's not like their normal lecture. And so you might be in their class, you know how they talk, but they talk about their own personal interests and in class they're passionate, but like this is extremely passionate and something right. that isn't normally talked about. So it's pretty interesting. And there is a topic that will reach or somebody will feel connected to yeah. no matter who you are. Topic it, for everyone. Yeah, there's a topic for everyone. So you said there's nine speakers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me and my team are coaching people that are very, very qualified yeah. in different fields on how to project their speech and how to get it where they want, like to give their subject the most bang for their buck. But they're all as experts in the topics they're yeah. talking about. Yep. And yeah, we have researchers, we have professors, um, but yeah, very qualified people indeed. Yeah. How do you choose who gets to speak? Are you as a speaker's team yeah. person involved in making that decision yeah so that's like our main job uh we had 100 applicants this year which was really cool um a lot of, there was a lot of students 100 applicants seriously yeah yeah there was how did they apply like video it's yeah so they had there's like an optional video submission and then there's just our normal application that you can submit and i think last year we had around 60 people apply and then this year like a lot more obviously and so uh we go through every single applicant and then we kind of narrow it down then we send a email back to them letting, them, letting them know we have an interview with them. And so then we interview every single one of those speakers, and then we pick it down to like eight or nine. And so that's, that's like a week and a half of work, but it 
that's pretty interesting. I'm sure you learn a lot in watching those videos. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the most interesting part about the application is like watching people's application videos. Exactly, and hearing about how passionate people are about their specific area. Yeah, it's a perfect opportunity for people who want their voice to be heard, yeah. and yeah. you guys are facilitating that, which mm -hmm. is really beautiful. Am I allowed to know what's going to be said at this conference? Or yeah, I, I would say so. I think uh, so. We have someone that talks about dreams and like kind of our culture on dreams and what they could mean. I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, and then we have some inspirational talks where um, there's one on mental illness and how um, she was a patient and then she actually went to a doctor and she studied the whole process and kind of like went back to the drawing board on like labeling mental illnesses. And then there's another cool one on rearranging classrooms. And so if you think of like a basic classroom setup, you think of like line of chairs, line of chairs. And he talks about the impacts of getting the students to design the classrooms and how it has an impact on this teaching and education and all that. I'll leave it at that because there's a lot of cool talks <laughs> you should go see. There's one that's so cool. It's about how um, cyborgs are here, whether we notice it or not. And what does that mean? So he will tell you. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to okay. give, it away. Well, give it away. But it's seriously such a cool, impactful talk. It just talks about our relationship with um, technology and how we don't realize it, but our evolution has already taken such a huge leap in the past few years, and he gets deep into it, but it's mind-blowing. I love that talk. I guess, like, think of uh, a robot, like, think of, like, an AI machine, and then think of what they could do, and then think of what you can do, and it, it goes pretty relative. Like, you realize, oh, I can do almost anything, like, a, a robot could do, and then, I don't know, he dives into it, which it's, it's really neat. And he's genius in his delivery, too. Yeah, so, yeah. it's cool. That's amazing. I'm sure it was hard picking who you were going to choose because there's so many good options. Yeah, it definitely, that's probably the hardest part is like 100 people getting nine of them. There are so many different topics and we got Panera and then spent four hours in the business college trying to figure out who we want and then the interview process too. And so that's, it takes a while. Yeah. And you've probably seen a bunch of TED Talks too. Do you have one that sticks out to you that really was especially impactful to you? <clears throat> um, it's Brene Brown, and it's, like, talking about, I believe it's, like, regret or, like, our problems with, like, having regret. That's one of the reasons why I was, like, I when I saw that we had, like, Ted here, I was, like, oh, I'm going to join because, like, we're going to get Brene Brown to come here and do it. Wow. Um, but that's, like, my favorite one. Um, it's really interesting. Check it out. It's really good. It's on the Ted YouTube. I think one of my favorites, I forgot the name of the speaker, but I watched this right before going to college, and he talked about the problem procrastination. And I'm sure you guys have seen it. It, was, it went very viral. But he talks about the procrastination monkey that's in your head and how that causes havoc and just, like, dealing with procrastination and breaking that cycle. And that talk really helped me for the first couple of months of college, and then I went right back to my cycle. <laughs> but for... For the two months after I watched it, I was much more productive than I had been all my life. I don't really have, like, a specific one. I like I like some of the previous talks we had last year. Uh, there was one I saw on YouTube, though, that was, like, about ADHD and how a lot of people view it as, like, a, a disability, per se. But it's more or less a superpower. And so, I don't like, every day I feel like my mind's running. and But it, it's part of my personality, I guess. And right. it's very interesting to see, like certain aspects of your life that may be viewed negatively that can really be used like to really push forward in life, I guess, or to your advantage. Yeah. TED Talks are so impactful. I feel like everything I've heard in one, 
I feel the need to tell everyone I've ever met (laughs) about what I just learned. How does being in TEDxMSU intertwine with what you want to do in the future? It's very interesting because the trajectory of what I wanted to do has changed so much. And I think actually being in this club has changed it. I, like I said, I'm a journalism major, but doing this public relations work and getting to do like the advocacy side of it, you get to do that somewhat in journalism, but there's kind of like this objectivity uh, aspect to that. But now being able to advocate for something that really matters to me, like that's what's like, PR is great. Like, I, I like this. Um, but there's also the, also the aspect of, hey, I do get to do kind of like this journalistic work also with trying to write and tell people about like what we have to offer. So it's changed <laughs> what I want my career path to be, actually. So it's very That's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. can relate to that. I feel like when I joined my freshman year, I've never been a person that had a very clear passion in mind. And I think that being a part of TED really helped me find my path and understanding what I want to do in the future because like we said it kind of runs like an organization so you really get to experience what it's like to do work and what it's like to have to deal with a group of people and produce something Um, so I think that being a part of this really helped me understand that I want to be involved in leadership I want to be involved with event planning and it really helped me find my passion I just I love this so much so yeah and I would say so I'm a marketing major and I guess in the future I want to leave, lead some sort of team to do some objective, whatever it is. But I text Sarah every day. I'm like, this is a prime example of what we're going to have to do in our actual Oh, my God, we career. always say that. I know. and cause Dealing like, with difficult people, dealing with vendors, yeah. dealing with, like, different things. You are things. getting real-world experience. That's, we are. Yeah, this I would definitely say TEDxMSU is, like, the most impactful thing adjusting, like, for my future career. Even classes, like, we learn some stuff, like, data analytics, whatever it is, but... This has really gotten me the most real-world world experience. Everything you would think of that you have to run in, in your future career, we're doing it now, and so we know how to do it in the future. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, at definitely. the end of the day, we're essentially running a nonprofit. It's so. definitely like an internship without the title. like yeah. <laughs> And without the money. That's what it sounds like. But I'm sure, obviously, it's helping you in career. It's teaching you a bunch. Learning by doing is the best way to learn. But it's also a social club as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me about bonding events that you've had and some of your favorite memories pertaining to TEDxMSU? Yeah. So like we were talking about in the past years, um, there really wasn't a community component. Mm-hmm. And this year, our goal was to create that community. And I think I can say with a lot of confidence that we have created that community. And we know each other by names. Uh, we annoy each other. We love each other. And it's it's very awesome. Um, but we try to do one social every month. Um, but we always also try to do events that are not just coming to a room and hanging out. We do activities together. So we went to TEDx Pittsburgh. So um, what we would try to do with these events, especially going on a trip, is we want to make sure that we're growing our skill set and growing our knowledge to make our conference better while also hanging out with each other. So we went to see TEDx Detroit when that happened and we got to understand a little bit better how they run things. We volunteered there. We watched it. That was really awesome. And then we just got in touch with like 30 other conferences and try to see who would be willing to take us to for, to a tour and show us what they do. So we got the opportunity to see TEDx Pittsburgh, see what they do, learn from them understand better um, how their conference is run so we can bring that knowledge back to us. And that trip was just as educational as it was social because we spent the whole weekend there. We got an Airbnb. It was like a slumber party for a weekend. And it was all paid for for the students. So nobody had any expenses. 
and it was just the best like bonding experience we could ever have. Yeah. Um, and then when we're, whenever we're on campus, we also do other activities. Like um, after the conference is over, we're doing like a summer camp weekend. We're gonna do um, competitions with each other. So it's like what do you call that? Like a TED, we're calling like it the Olympics? TEDx Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be like a competition for a cup, like the TED Cup, and we're just doing a bunch of sports and seeing who's gonna win at the end. We do a lot of those things. Like we just had a pamphleting social. So if you're if you're on campus, you probably got a pamphlet under your door and that was us we were doing a competition so we divided the team in in separate groups and then whoever got most pamphlets done like underneath every door at every single dorm won their dinner paid for so we try to get work done while doing something fun and i personally love a competition so we always try to put a competition (laughs) in the middle of it too (laughs) yeah and that going off the tedx pittsburgh trip that was that was so fun because we I mean, it's always different when you go with one of your school groups outside of a school environment. Like, <laughs> That's so much fun. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. I think one of the highlights, sort of, was uh, this guy named Shirag uh, that <laughs> is on our team. And uh, we had three different rental cars. And, he, like, I don't want to throw shade at Shirag, but he's terrible at driving. Like, absolutely <laughs> terrible. And so uh, we made sure to get every single person to ride with him at least once just to have that experience. experience. <laughs> yeah. And so that was... Uh, that was a very interesting time, but it was it was super fun. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> uh, Sarah talks about it, but my favorite experience has been like the TEDx Detroit trip. Um, it was just really cool getting to see like a different conference um, and just seeing how they put it on is really awesome. Um, but again, like the just social component of it now, like I said, like last year we didn't really have this. So it was really odd because last year sometimes it's like we didn't even know each other's names. But this year, you know, like everybody is like there's like this odd just relationship that everybody's kind of built because of the social component in the groups is really awesome yeah and it's been such an upgrade because i was on the speaking team last year and the conference was the first time i saw the speakers in person and it was like a recovery from covid and there was a lot of stuff that was kind of getting back into the norm but i mean we've had uh speakers dinner we are having to like two in-person rehearsals with them and then like a dress rehearsal so definitely an upgrade like i i know every single person on the team now and i only knew like four or five last year. So, how many people are involved? We have, I think, fifty-three people right now. On the and team. you know all their names, name and last uh, I name. I don't. Does. <laughs> name and last name and phone number and, and not social number. security number, <laughs> yeah. Instagram and name and last name for sure. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. And I want to hear more about, um, like, what TEDx Detroit, TEDx Pittsburgh is. Is it essentially the same thing that you're doing or? No. So um, for TEDx Detroit, they are very different than us because they're not doing it in a college campus. It's for the city. So they're run by adults that have full-time jobs and kids and just are there, out there living their lives. And they it's very different because the level, like the amount of funding they have access to is like beyond. So to seeing how they run things was very interesting for us to understand how things are done by like a group of professionals um but obviously it's a bigger challenge for us because as college students we don't have access to all the resources they do so the challenge is for us to mimic the standard that they are doing it in our campus and i think that we are doing that um but but yeah they're they're very different in terms of pittsburgh um carnegie mellon yeah tedx carnegie mellon um, there's TEDx Carnegie in, in TEDx Pittsburgh as well. They're two different groups, but they're both college groups, so they're more similar to us. Uh, but then again, TEDx Carnegie Mellon as well. They are a private school with an insane campus. 
um, it's beautiful. and it's beautiful. So cool. Our campus is beautiful too. Yeah, I mean their campus is cute, not for me, but I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but they, um, yeah, they also have access to like insane funding. So it, it's just it's very challenging, but. MSU has been so supportive of our conference, and especially ASMSU, who's sponsoring us this year. Um, they've been very generous and very supportive of our conference. So we, I think we are able to deliver, um, if not the same standard, better than what these other conferences are doing. And I think doing those trips was a confirmation that we're, we're doing really great. But it was also awesome to learn um, some you know, tips and tricks on how to improve our event. What is something in particular that you learned from that event? So um, what we saw that was a big difference, um, TEDx Carnegie Mellon and a lot of other um, TEDx organizations around the world, they do salon events, which is like a, a pocket conference, essentially. So they usually have one or two speakers and they do just a smaller event, maybe for like less than 100 people. Um, just, yeah, like one or two TED Talks. And then they release that as well online. Um, we don't currently do that at the moment. We focus all of our energy on our conference. But in the years to come, I know that there's interest in, in perhaps doing the, that here at MSU as well. Cool. Yeah. And we actually got the uh, the magician that's going to be at the TEDx MSU conference. We got him from TEDx. Oh, yeah. Detroit. We have a celebrity magician. Yes. So definitely come to see yeah, him. Yeah. What He's else awesome. can I expect at the TEDx oh, conference? My God. There is so much. Yeah. So um, should we give you the... A rundown of the, the experience. Whole. Yeah, so there's a magician. Okay. So when you come in, oh, you get your your badge. In First, your one more thing. Very How many cute. people are expected to go to this event? So every year we usually get at least 800 people. What? Our goal this year is a thousand. Amazing. We're yeah. Hoping. So it's a pretty big event. Um, and when you come in, you you register, you get a, your little badge and lanyard, and then you walk into the theater. Um, there is an opening ceremony. It's very cool. And then you watch some speakers. There's some fun stage moments of interaction with the public. Um, we have three performances. So we have an electric violinist that's going to play. He's amazing. He tours around the U.S. He's incredible. Um, and then we go on intermission. During intermission, there's a marketplace area. And you're going to be able to interact with pop-up shops of local businesses. And you can buy some cool vintage clothing or you can buy some food from Campbell's Market, which is like a student favorite. I know on Grand River. Um, I love it. I just went there today. I know. I love it. So I love good. that. Shout out. There's going to be Blue Owl. There's a bunch of different like small companies that are amazing. That Our goal with the Marketplace was to get these local businesses to interact with people that might not be aware of them. There's also going to be a DJ playing there. Um, and then once intermission is over, you come back to the theater. You're going to watch a few more speakers. And then on stage, you're also going to see a poet group, Black Poet Society. They're a registered student organization, and they're absolutely amazing. They did a piece for us last year, and they're doing it again. They're they're incredible. And at the end, there's going to be a performance by our celebrity magician who's coming. He's awesome. And um, once we do our bow, you're going to be able to see Zeke the dog. He's going to be on stage. And then as soon as the event is over, there is going to be a food truck and DJ party. So we're expecting five food trucks to be there selling some food. DJ from Impact FM is going to be there playing some music. And Zeke is going to be there taking pictures of the public, doing some cool tricks. So that's what you can expect. Um, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening for yeah. sure. It's not going to be a dull sit-down event. You can expect a lot of interaction, a lot of fun stuff. It's like even if you don't enjoy any of the speeches, you will still have a good time, which I know it's, you will it's enjoy It's a social the and educational yeah. occasion. So yeah. it's like everything. So the event is on April 2nd <laughs> oh, yeah. from 2 to 5 p.m. It's a Sunday. Um, it's just a three-hour event. And then if you want to catch the food trucks, they're happening right after that. You can pull up too. Like, you don't have to register online. You can. We encourage it. But 
Um, if you just walk past Wharton Center, you see, oh, it's going on. You can just walk up and go see the conference. Yeah. But register for a free ticket if you can online on our website. Mm-hmm. And that'll be at the Wharton Center, yeah? Yale yeah, Wharton Center. Perfect. And where can people find more information about TEDxMSU? Is there an Instagram, a website? Yes. So if you go on our Instagram, TEDxMSU, um, you're going to see a link tree, and that's going to take you right to the registration page. Um, and yeah, you can just register for a free ticket. It doesn't take anything. You might be in a class that offers extra credit for attending your conference. I know a lot of professors are offering that. So double check with your professor if you can get extra credit to attend your conference. Who would you recommend to join TEDxMSU? Anybody who's passionate about spreading ideas that are worth spreading. Like, anybody can join. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, I, I was going to say, uh, like, a lot of people at the beginning of their college journey, they have they want to join like a social group, like a fraternity or something like that. And I say TEDx is probably the equivalent. Um, we do, and I'm sure it's going to get even better next year, um, but we do a ton of social events. Like this feels, I'm, I'm in a business fraternity and this feels almost just like that. Um, and maybe even more in some aspects. So if you're looking for like a, a social group just to be around, um, come join TEDx on too. It also looks good on your resume. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, I'm sure. sure. That is true. And that's it for our show. Thank you to our station manager, Delaney Rogers, general manager, Jeremy Whiting, and program director, McKenna Lowndes. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners. If you're interested in going back and listening to our archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you're interested in what's going on next week, you can tune back in and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to Exposure. Great. Thank you guys so much. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us again on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.